Little Nas X, Star Walking here at 92.9, 14 past 7. Happy Thursday, as we always do on a Thursday. Frustrating little things. Get them off your chest. 676 You got any frustrations, Lena? You're pretty, I do, you're pretty, actually. Oh, you do? No, I do this All morning, right. yes. So, cool. I'm going to come in early, you know, write my bulletin. Oh, well, what did I do? No, I forgot my work key, didn't I? Oh. I left it here at work. Oh. So, unfortunately, I had like about 40 minutes to kill at yeah. 3, 3.45 in the morning. Until oh, one so of you guys only, arrived. Yeah, well, and you only realised that you... When I was leaving ah, home. Ah, bugger. Yes, yeah, because anyways, <sighs> I always check my bag as I yeah. leave the house and I went, crap, don't have my don't yeah. have my key. Yeah. Anyway, so I had to wait until one of you guys rocked up, which wasn't until 4.30, so... Yeah, well, I got here a bit early this morning as well, so if I had known that you were waiting yeah. to come into the building early... Yeah. You could have come in here like ten minutes earlier so, to do your bulletin. Look, it's okay. So, but I, did I didn't. I didn't know that you didn't know that I was here early. I wasn't going to text you so at like three forty-five in the morning and be like, "Hey, any chance you coming in early today?" Well, yeah, <laughs> I would have been up. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have woken me up. Ah, so. but you never know. Uh, but that's okay. Shuffled around some stories. Got my bullets together. It's fine. That's it, exactly. You we're know. gonna we're gonna hear the the work of art that is exactly. uh, in about fifteen minutes' time. We'll exactly. play that. My frustrating little thing is, and Monty and I were sounding like two disgruntled, jaded old boomers this morning talking about this, and that is companies that only let you pay them now from direct debit. Give me an old school bill where I can go into your office or you give me your account details and I send you the cash when it's convenient with me, not when it's convenient for you as the business to take the money out of my account. Because I hate that. Direct debits for billing is... Why? Getting me cranky. Well, why? Because they say, oh, thank you very much for your custom, Mr. Brooke. Um, we will take out your money for, I don't know, example sake, insurance on the 29th of March. And the 29th of March comes and goes and they haven't taken their money out yet. And then the 30th of March comes and goes and they haven't taken their money yet. The 31st of March comes and goes and they haven't taken their money yet. Like the 5th of April, they'll take their money. That was meant to come out on the 29th of March. That's not the 29th of March. You say you're going to take the money out on the 29th of March. Take it out on the 29th of March. I have never had this experience in my life. You uh, Look, I need to find out who your, you you do your business with and I'm just going to change all of mine to your businesses because my <gasps> whoever you. I do my business with... They are ridiculously slow at taking money. No, no, no. Mine gets taken out of the account like at midnight on that day. Like, nah. As soon as it switches over to that day, out of my account. People that me and Monty do business with, they they're slow, they're tardy, and mm. you know, I got I got lots of I got lots of bills to pay. I got lots going on in my life. I've got stuff to buy. You know, life of luxury. Mm. And that when and the unfortunate thing is when the company that said they're going to take the money on the 29th of March take it on the 6th of April. I spent it all. Of course. So the money's gone. It ain't there. And then they turn around and go, ah, oh, $10 late fee because the cash wasn't there. Well, the how cash they make wasn't more money. there because it was there on the 29th of March. It's not there now on the 6th. Cash cow. Exactly. 
That's no, I know. That's why. That's how they make their money. The late fees. I get that, but it's ridiculous. Do your journo thing and investigate <laughs> that one. Can okay, you? okay, boss. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> the investigative journo. That I don't know what you do or how you do it or whatever. You you do that. Give stuff. me some. Give me some business names, give, and I'll go and knock on their door. Find out how much money they're making each year on these late fees, and mm. royal commission that. What if they do it just to you, and it's only you? Yeah, me, me and Monty. And Monty. Maybe they it. have a vengeance against um, 92.9 and 2TM. All, all our listeners out there are going, <laughs> all of mine are fine. I don't know what you're on about, JB. I don't know who you're doing business with. What dodgy companies are you doing business with? Because I'm I'm perfect. Mine's 12.01 a.m. that day like Lena. I don't know what, yeah. you, I don't know what you're on about. That's my frustrating little thing. You got one, 676-2299-929 Tamworth on Instagram and Facebook. Love to hear from you. It's time for JB to share a cafe coffee with someone, chatting about what's going on locally, nationally or internationally, or something a little different. It's the McCafe Coffee Break. Simon Thompson is here to chat about a competition of a different time, the Prima Shield. Good morning, Simon. How are you? Good morning, JB. Very well, thank you. That's the way. Thank you so much for joining me for a chat this morning. The Prima Shield, it's a sorghum competition. Um, how do you... How do you judge sorghum? Give us a bit of a background into this. Uh, it's, um, we, um, we run this competition um, over uh, uh, seven zones on the bottom end of the uh, Liverpool Plains, Jared, and um, we have competitions for Corindai, Karuna, Spring Ridge, Prima, Mullally, Cooler and uh, Tamarang. And uh, we get um, each zone is judged and by either agronomists or local farmers, depending on who's organising it, depending on how the coordinators run it. And uh, we get winning crops out of each of those zones and they go into the final judging for the, the Prima Shield. Um, as far as the judging goes, um, it's done on a point system. Um, most of the points are um, calculated for a yield component of the judging. And then you have other dep- departments in the judging, like... Um, Trueness of type and purity, freedom of diseases, evenness and conditions, freedom from weeds and farming practices. So that's how we come about the winners in each zone. And this competition, the Premier Shield, has been running for nearly 50 years, I understand. Yeah, that is correct, Jared. Um, the Premier Field Day actually started in 1972. Um, a, local, uh, a group of um, farming identities down here decided to... Mm to run a field day, and um, that was in 72, as I said, and then um, members of the Grain Sorghum Board and Oilseed Marketing Board were uh, invited to attend one of these field days, and they decided it was such a great event that they would donate trophies um, to go towards this, and, um, yeah, the first Prima Shield was um, presented in 1977. Oh, there you go. Okay. Sensational. uh, Look, pardon my ignorance, I don't know a lot about sorghum how has the last couple of years fared with it and especially sort of during the the period of drought we had how was it yeah we've we've had some different times in the last five or six years that's for sure um we we've actually run a competition every year somehow um, a few growers were able to get a crop together for the uh the drought years um and we ran a comp i think we had probably six Crops in out of all those zones competed for the shield. Yeah. So some were lucky enough just to get something established and judgeable. And uh, 
Yeah, same with the sunflowers. Um, it's another famous trophy that yes. we we compete for as well. Yeah, and the Prima Field Day that is on uh, next Wednesday. I understand always a big day. Yeah, usually held around the first Wednesday in April, Jared. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean the weather's been a bit tricky this year with the judging processes too, and we're still trying to finalise judging because storms and um, yes. some of these rain events have made it quite difficult. So. We'll be scratching to get there, meet the deadlines, but we'll we'll do it. I'm I'm sure I'm sure you will, especially if anything proven over the last couple of years. I'm sure you'll be right. The next couple of days looking pretty clear, so fingers crossed. Hey Simon, thank you so much for having a chat with us about this. Sensational, and all the best for the judging and for the uh, the field days next week. Good on you, Jared. Thanks for your time. Hey, g'day, this is Di. Join me weekday morning. All this time. Here's a light-hearted look at what happened while you're asleep. It's, it's the feed. It's the feed. Look, being United States President, I imagine, is a pretty stressful job. And when you're done with the job, I guess there's a cup. There's a few perks. I mean, you get secret service protection for the remainder of your life. Get a pretty good pension. And when you visit the Sydney Harbour Bridge... You don't have to wear the really, really, really ugly harnesses and overalls that you have to wear if you've ever climbed Sydney Harbour Bridge. The the overalls aren't sexy. They take photos of you when you're climbing the bridge, which is fair enough. It's a cool accomplishment to do, but the overalls, they're they're not all that attractive. I mean, you know, you can get a supermodel in those and they'll still make them look daggy and damp. But I mean, as as a former... Workplace safety officer once told me, safety isn't sexy, JB. That's very true. Barack Obama was able to scale Sydney Harbour Bridge yesterday without wearing the safety harness or the overalls. So there you go. One one of the perks, I guess, of being the former US president. Not too bad. Hey, some of the biggest names in tech are calling for artificial intelligence labs to stop the training of the most powerful AI systems for at least six months, citing profound risks to society and humanity. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak are among the dozens of tech leaders, professors, and researchers who all signed a letter which was published overnight by the Future of Life Institute, a non-for-profit Backed by Elon Musk, the letter comes just two weeks after OpenAI announced GPT-4, an even more powerful version of the technology that underpins the viral AI chatbox tool, ChatGPT. In early tests and a company demo, the technology was shown to be able to draft lawsuits, pass standardized exams, and even build a working website just from simply a hand-drawn sketch. The letter, which was also signed by the CEO of OpenAI, said the pause for six months should apply to AI systems more powerful than GBT4. Musk was a founding member of OpenAI back in 2015, but left three years later and has since then criticized the company as well. It's crazy the amount of AI bits and pieces going on. The just like in the last three months since I've been watching this, the developments are just staggering. So, I mean, you laugh at a six-month pause, but, I mean, six months in the AI landscape is just phenomenal. So, we'll keep an eye on that. 6.44, that is the feed right here at 92.9. This is Amiel and Love Song at 92.9. 
It's one thing to ask 